Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Now, you did mention, One of the, great you mentioned the prize list. Did you get permission from your boss to give those tickets away? Yeah. Oh, you did? Of course I did. Okay, well, he's on the line. Matthew Johns, thanks to Harley Heaven. Test rider Harley Davidson at Harley Heaven, Blacktown and Tempe. Matthew, how are you? How are you going, boys? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Bon Giorno. He's so good. He's one of the greats, isn't he, poor Bon Giorno? Oh, tell him, tell him about Shavinda. So, Mandy, yep. during the week, we were giving away these tickets. That so was slide. <laughs> and one of the, I don't even know who it was, but one of the very, very clever listeners decided to just, instead of sliding into ours, slid into Chiminda Vass and, and just saying to him, oh, all those little uh, rhyming slang yeah. words that we use. He's always and, wanted and to slide into This one's a beauty. Poor one, Jonah. He's And no oh. one's replying, but mm. it is one of the great rhyming slang names. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. I don't think there's one better. No. Is there? No. <laughs> no. 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 This. Oh, that's very, very good, boys. You have prizes coming out of your Johnny Brass. We will. Right out of Greg. You better McManus. draw one. You better draw one out, too. I'm going to do this one for this gentleman. Don't know who this uh, yeah. lover is, but. Ding, ding, ding. Clint Gutherson. Oh, that's good. He gets Gutho. Oh, so, yeah. So, para win, you'd yeah. think it's either. There's only one left. Mm. And I've had a peek. It's Mitch Moses. Mitch Moses. So, if you want it. It's got to be good. Yep. Listeners, slide in. Would you prefer to the slide in the Paul Bongiorno sort of areas? So not slide to us. Slide yeah, into and, someone and else. Take a yeah. take a selfie. Yeah. Someone. I mean, if you can slide into uh, Tracy Grimshaw's, because oh. your hands have been <laughs> quite topical lately. Uh, sugar. Anyway, yeah. Matthew, what did you make of the Dally M's last night? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was good. I mean, look, it's always a pretty staid night, isn't it? Mm. Like, you know, when you're in there, like, mate, never. F- Never for a million dollars would you host it because it's just the room is pretty, man, it's pretty uh, vanilla. You know, it's just, uh, we, we did it one year. Uh, we had a few beers on board. I can't really remember it that well, but I remember there wasn't a lot of applause or laughter. So <laughs> this is the last time I've done it. But uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I look at, look, I was so happy for Nico Hines. Yeah. Mate, most points ever, 38. Outstanding. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of all the other teams. Mate, aren't there any. No controversies. No. Um, Parramatta didn't get one uh, in, in the team of the year, but they only caught fire late in the season. So, mate, I was I was pretty happy with everything. There was nothing really struck me that I thought was controversial. No, it was. No. Uh, you would have loved it when got, Heidi and I were out there. And we oh, we were going up the escalator, and Pete Valenti was coming down. And I don't know whether he's in a foul <laughs> mood or something, but I said, "G'day, Pete. If you, you know, just make a small talk because you're going past the each other on the escalator yeah. up and down." I just said, "Oh, mate, got anything for Saturday?" You know, just a chit chat, and then he said something, and he said, and Pete just brushed him. <laughs> <laughs> he was, oh. uh, he was so upset. There were some funny moments. Um, Chatty Townsend's um, presentation. He was up to give an award uh, that was rather awkward, even by Chad's Towns, uh, Chatty Townsend's standards. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but I thought that was a bit unfair. I thought it was a bit unfair yes. putting. Um, Two players up there. Obviously, Kezi Apps was the other one. Kezi Apps yeah. was good. Yeah, it's she, yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, it's a bit hard. Chatty was to... a little, he was all at sea. Chatty. <laughs> For a bloke who was an organising playmaker, it surprised me that he was so out of his depth. Have they ever done this before? Have they ever had two current players? Oh, because it's a big ask. I, it is a big ask. Um, there was a, a few moments there, like um, 
Toddy Payton, his speech, I was waiting for someone to give him a tap on the shoulder. I Actually, Matthew, Ma- Matthew, we're just going to go back to it. We've been playing this uh, since 10 to 4. We'll just see if, it's, if he's had his finish yet. Of all our players in the game. I know. We he's lead a hedonistic life. Still going. Um, Jeez, it's 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah. How long does it go? Mate, I know you said it went for a long time. <laughs> mate, I've got to say, when he, I was sitting next to my wife, and when he said we live a hedonistic, hedonistic <laughs> life, she looked at me and just like, what do you blokes get up to? It was like, it sounded like blacks on nipples and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, like Rick, yeah, Rick from Arizona areas. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, outstanding. I'll tell you what they uh, need. Next time you host the Dowling, you said it's very hard vanilla room, Maddie. Now, there's a show overseas, and they very cleverly did this, Brian and, and Matthew, where um, where they didn't each know, but they had discovered individuals who had these amazing laughs, and they had all put them on the same panel, right? And then one would laugh, and then the other. And this is what happened. <laughs> what? What is that? It? Yeah, that was. No, that, <laughs> is that? Oh, it? No, no, give up, give up. <laughs> Oh, that was in there. Uh, we, yeah, that was pretty random. What's Toddy doing? Where's Toddy up now? Surely he's finished. Is Toddy finished yet? Watch you put your bodies in your mouth. Oh, no, he's still going. We'll get back to Maddie it's, it's now. So awesome. Yes. Oh, it's one of those ones, I'm sure that, that some of the boys had a few beers on board. It's one of those ones where you get there and they wake up the next day and you go, oh, God. Like, well, the night I did it, I, I'd had a couple of bottles of wine backstage and I remember going out when we were presenting, saying to Brandy, ask me this, and Brandy's going, oh, please, no. No, he's just coming on stage. And I remember the next day getting up going, oh, no, what did I say? I remember having a go at Malcolm Turnbull. I called Malcolm Turnbull. I started by going, oh, mate, uh, yeah, the Prime Minister, uh, Tony Abbott, great to have you. He said, oh, no, sorry. Another, mate, I just can't keep up with you blokes, right? Anyway, he 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 got the shits and nearly walked out. Oh. So that was a that was a bad start, and sort of just went downhill from there. <laughs> Offended a few people. <laughs> hey Matthew, let's talk about this game on Sunday. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, yep. I, in one particular selection, has raised eyebrows. Uh, yep. Nathan Brown. So the the old thugs in us, the old goons in us, mm. are thinking, yep. right? Is he going to come off the line, put on, and just take Nathan Cleary's face off, um, or is it a strategic move in the sense that? Um, he thinks that they're going to play him through the through the middle. I reckon, I think it's got a little bit to do with Nathan and the playmakers mm. because uh, one thing that Nathan Brown can do is he's, he's quick. He's got good leg speed, so you need someone like that to get to get to the kickers. Like it's a big ask us to the middle forwards to get out, of, you know, get out of the line and, and get to Nathan. But Brown is the sort of guy that could do that. And the other thing I like about Nathan Brown boys is that when you go to the bench you want you're looking for something and he'll give you something one way or another like if they're in a little bit of trouble or something like that and you go right we need something here you go to Nathan Brown and he's not going to just graft and grind you know something's going to happen and that I think that's really important as far as your bench makeup I mean look as far as going out there and taking somebody out they just got to be careful because you know, if something happens with Nathan Brown, like for instance, one of their players gets sent off, then that makes it really difficult on the bench because they're carrying Jake mm-hmm. to cover for uh, the playmakers. So if they were to get a player, you know, suspended or something like that, well, sorry, sent off, then mate, that makes the bench and makes the it makes the squad, the playing squad, very skinny. Reminds me, Nathan Brown, of a bit of remember Luke O'Donnell, 2013 at the Roosters. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been playing any football, came back for the grand final, yeah, and just had that sort of uh, enforcer yeah. role about well, him. 
I like it. What I like about Nathan Brown too is an emotional player, and I reckon um, upsets are driven by emotion. Uh, getting out there and just going, he's the sort of guy that would lift the dressing room. And so uh, I, I really like his selection. I've been really surprised that he hasn't been used. There was a toss-up between he and Bryce Cartwright. Which one should they go to? I think they've made the right decision. We're going for Nathan Brown. As I said, you go to Brownie, something's going to happen. Right? I mean, he might do one or two crazy things, but he might just, he's got something in his game that could just, just turn it. It's a grand final, Matty. Are we going to see a HIA-thon where people are... Um, you know, manipulating the rules. And you, you hope not, but there was a yeah. grand final where one team had something like 16 interchanges or something with yeah, the yeah. use of the HIA. Yeah, you'd hope not. You'd hope not. But, I mean, you you do whatever you can to win a grand final, yep. I suppose, but you, you'd hope it, it wouldn't. It's, it's really interesting when you look part, you know, we're just talking about getting up emotionally for the game, which is just so important because a lot of days, like, I, I don't agree with this. Like, a lot of modern-day sports psychologists go, look, just keep yourself nice and even-tempered and, you know, don't get in the dressing room, don't get your arousal too high. But in grand final day, if you don't get yourself up, really up and charged in the dressing room, then, mate, you can just be caught completely off guard. There's been a couple of examples of it. 2001 grand final, Parramatta went out there with a the mentality they were just going to play like they had you know, for the whole season when they were almost undefeated yeah. and caught a Newcastle side who were just really up emotionally, got themselves going in the dressing rooms. And you know, um, and the other one with the Raiders in 94 where the Dogs went out there, they had the week off, um, Raiders kick off, tricky one, Marty Bella knocks it on from the kickoff. They drop out the next set of six, the Raiders score, and Bulldogs, it's just all over. They just never recover. So you just, you've got to be up and charged and ready to go. You can't be just left at the gates. That, that can happen in a grand final. Alternately, too, you, you just don't want to go out. I, I think in grand finals, if, you know, as far as your petrol tank is concerned, you pour so much energy into your defence. Right? You, you simplify your attack early. Um, up the ante with the defence. You can't win it in the first 20 minutes, but you can give the opportunity. You can give the opposition an opportunity to lose it, and we've seen that sometimes in grand final history. And we saw that not long ago in more recent times, Penrith, yeah. 2020. Yeah. I mean, they were they were the favourites. They swept all before them. A bit like it was, when you talked about that 2001 game, it's very similar. Yeah. Yes. They were just caught like deers yes. in the headlight, and this is why. They say you got to lose one to win yeah, one because yeah. you can't. You can't. It's a bit like Origin when people say, "What's Origin like?" And you can't really, you can't really describe it until you you play it. Like no, until well, you, well, I'll tell you, until you're out there. From my point of view, and I, I never played Origins or Grand Finals like you blokes, but I remember playing one game, and it was at the uh, the Olympic Stadium, and there was like eighty or ninety thousand people there, and I'd never played in anything like that, and I just it all just went too quick. It was yeah. just all. Yeah, all a rush, you know. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. get, yeah, if you don't get it an early touch, or get an early tackle, the game goes. And if the whole side does that, yeah, you're yeah. in. Also, that's how teams can get out and, and put three or four tries on you. For playmakers, you've got to have a plan. Mm. When you go out there, you've got to have a plan in your head, right? Oh, in the first ten minutes, what am I trying? What am I looking to do? What's my first touch going to be? You know, am I going to drop a guy? Just a nice, simple touch. Drop a guy underneath. Hit a bloke early. You know, where am I looking to kick? You know. Um, all those sort of things, and you've got to hear yourself talking on the field. Um, you run out there and all the adrenaline, that, that's the other thing. That's why I say in, in grand finals, you keep things attack-wise, you keep it simple unless they honestly offer you a golden opportunity. 
but you keep it simple because there's so much adrenaline going on that you find yourself just going sideline to sideline. Like our 97 grand final, in the first 30 minutes, every time we got an attack, we'll just go on sideline to sideline to sideline, just with no composure. We just burnt that much gas. And it's just an example. You've just got to be able to control that adrenaline. Do you think, Matty, uh, everyone's tipping Panthers. I imagine you're tipping Penrith as well. How are going to win it if they do cause an upset? Parramatta just got it. There's a couple of things, I reckon, is that... If you can, sometimes you just look at the whole, if you look at the whole picture, and I say, how are we going to beat this? They do this, that, and the other. You can, be, you can get overwhelmed by it. If you just really simplify things down and say, right, what is the one area that if we win, we believe we, 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 we're almost certain to win the, the kicking game? And that is just simply a simple thing like forcing Nathan to have a bad night with his kicking. And then starting from there, so right, how do we do that? Well, then what we do is we, we just, we win the early tackles, we, cook, we kick early, we get down there, we smother play ones and two, um, and then, mate, we control the set of the back end and we just keep going at Nathan. Worth, it's worthwhile giving a couple of penalties away early in the contest. Uh, certainly not worth, worth a sin, Ben, but, you know, just hitting him, putting him on the ground legally if you get your hands on him, You've just got to, you've got to ruffle his feathers. And, you know, everyone's, like, talking about, right up. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, for, um, for, for Parramatta, we've got to move the ball around. I didn't necessarily agree with that. I reckon if you're playing against Penrith, right, Penrith's strength are their, their big forwards and how they wind up get going. So rather than move, be sort of moving the ball away from those guys, in the first 30 minutes, really simplify things, get your outside backs involved and just make their middles blokes like... Uh, James Fisher-Harris, try to make him make 30 tackles in the first half and just try to burn them out of gas. And when you play that really direct, centralised game, you're going to get offloads anyway. And when you get an offload, then you look to put, push the balls to the edges and whatnot. But Parramatta's best football this year has been the one-metre passes, playing direct, short passes through the line. And if they can get, if they can get you know, a possession you know, 50 toward 55%, uh, and play the way they, they, they should play or the way they've played in the last six, seven weeks, then they can win the football game. But, you know, there's a the, lot of things that you've got to do, really discipline things and, and build your game that way. Yeah, they, they played a bit safe last week, I thought. You know, like the game, and, and it is risky. So if Parramatta really up the ante with those passes you're talking about, the offloads, it is risky, but it's yep. really the only way you can beat them, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Joel, like, if you... And, and again, we, what we've been talking about is don't be left emotionally at the gates. Like, get out there. And, there's, and here's the thing about it. Here's an opportunity. So if I'm Brad Arthur, what we've been doing all week, they've been saying, mate, we're just going to... We're looking for the collision. Mate, we're going to just take the game to Penrith. Mate, I heard Sean Lane last night was really bullish about how they're going to play. Meanwhile, the other side of the, over the other side of the fence, Penrith have been saying, mate, for us, nothing changes. Mm. It's all about our processes. So if I'm Brad Arthur, I'm thinking to myself, yep, yep, okay. Now, these blokes have been here before, but I'm just going to get my boys sky high, get off to a really good start. And, you know, if something happens, you skip six points clear. All of a sudden, you get a penalty and you're eight, point, eight points clear. If you're playing against a team that are red-hot favourites, suddenly they're the ones under pressure. So for, for Parramatta, a really good 20, first 20, 25 minutes is imperative because you just can't let Penrith get into their natural rhythm. 
if Nathan finds his natural rhythm with his kicking and his last tackle options, if Isaiah Yeo gets into a natural rhythm with his ball playing, then you're in trouble. You've just, you've just got to disrupt him. Like Yeo, when Yeo goes to the defence line, boys, because he's so creative, what happens is the defence line won't rush. They mm. just hold and wait. Where Parramatta have got to keep advancing at him. And they've got to say, because Yo's not going to throw the 20-metre cutout pass. So even though he's looking for one-on-one tackles, you've just got to go up and be aggressive with him. Because if you don't, he's going to handle on back-to-back plays. He's going to get his forwards one-on-one tackles, and he's just going to burn you out of gas. Just circling back to that pressure thing you are talking about, and you've got to be in the moment and own the moment, those sorts of things. Kurt Wrigley, who we had on the show the other week, actually, mm-hmm. he was involved with the Swans, and he was assistant coach to Madge when South Sydney broke that long drought. Similar to Par- Parramatta, where... Big club, massive drought, huge pressure. And 14 years from the day of 2000 when Cathy won the gold medal at that same very stadium, they invited her there to surprise the players. And the advice she gave the players was, boys, I can understand the pressure because I've been there. She was representing a whole nation. And she said to them as advice, get out there early and make the crowd your friend and a privilege. So don't make it the enemy. Don't make it as if it's against you. Go out there and absorb the crowd. And apparently... Desi Hasler was mucking around with the, the timekeepers and trying to keep South out there by themselves, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they wanted. It was to really yeah. embrace that pressure. Yeah, it didn't work. Boys, well, can I just can I just interrupt one sec? I just want to see if Toddy's finished. I just cause... Yeah, our football department. No, sorry, he's not. Um, sorry, I mean, look, <laughs> they, they did have a wonderful year. They did have a wonderful year. But yeah, you know, so you. Yeah, but Matthew, he, that's, he this, is, this is thirty-one minutes. Yeah. How long did the telecast go for last night? <laughs> mate, Goodness me! Oh, now, Matty, we've, I know you've got to you've got to go because we've got to prepare no, for I, this, no, I don't for the show. Actually. <laughs> I want to ask you about. Um, no, I don't. What I like to ask you is about because you you tend to go away at the end of the year. I know mm. you've been all all across the world. Mm. Where are the, where are you going um, after the, this season finishes up, mate? Fletch, I've taken your advice and I'm going to Thailand. Went to Thailand about a decade ago. But while I was tossing up, you know, do I I go to Bali? Was in Bali in 1997. And then went, I don't know, you know, is it Bali or is it Thailand? And you give me the tip. Yeah, Thailand's good. Coast of Mui. Only problem problem is the wet season. Mm. So you might, but it'll piss down for about five minutes. But it it, it is a cracking joint. You I like going to Bangkok for a couple of days on the way back. Yeah, one night in Bangkok will do you. Mm. And the other thing is, I like going to places where you don't wear shoes. You don't have to wear shoes to no, go yeah. to restaurants in Thailand. You go. Yeah, yeah it's outstanding. Oh, it's but, you, it's oh, fantastic, Matthew. And I'm until re- I'm trying to organise Fletch, right? Maybe we could lean on Hutchie as well for this. Um, late January, I'm ga- I'm going to Vegas to watch Charlo and Tim Zhu. Mm. Now, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't the drive home? Um, be just a delight over there. Joel and Fletch live from Vegas and the oh, lead into Charlo oh, and Tim Zoo. I'm, I'm, also, just, I'm just thinking. Yeah. I'm just thinking, boys. I'm yeah. seniors at the MGM Green. Yeah. Oh, we'll, Paul st- we'll, we'll, st- <laughs> yeah. we'll stay at uh, We'll stay in Reno if we have to. Wherever. The, the, rank, the rank little Sam's town. town. Yeah. Yep. Odd oh, mate, it will. Um, that'll, mate, that will be. Won't that be something? That oh, far. Yeah. Man. Wow. Massive, yeah. massive. Anyway, we're nearly done. Think, done it. Yeah, think. I was thinking. I, I was thinking. Yeah. The pause. The just... pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, no, we're talking right. about the pregnant. Yeah. We like talking about yeah. Joel. There's Tyler certain on things. There's certain things. When you said the other day, the pregnant pause, mm. Joel, and you said there's always something special going to come behind it. Mm. I love that when blokes are about to say something um, that they think is profound, and they just they'll say it, and I go, and you know what? Pausing out. Here we go. And it's <laughs> like when someone says to you, "Look." 
you know, I don't know if my opinion counts. What they're actually saying is, my opinion counts. Yeah. Like, my opinion is more important than your opinion. <laughs> or, you know, and, um, you know, for whatever it's worth. You know, what they're, what they're saying is, everything I'm saying now <laughs> is worth everything. So you really, you really need to listen. Yeah. Another one you see with commentators, right, when, when, they, when they're not sure whether you're getting or what, they're throwing something out there and they're trying to reiterate it. They'll say, you know, Clint Gutherson has had a wonderful year. And he really has. He really has had a wonderful year. <laughs> Oh, a few yeah. of our blokes do that. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love Hang that. On, just before what? you go, let's just surely it's done now. It's, is it and done? Staff, Toddy done? And you worked really, oh, this really is hard it. day Mate. after day. And that's <laughs> this can't be. Is this fading so dramatically? <laughs> But, mate, poor old Toddy. It's so rugby league yeah. that a week and a half ago we were saying, mate, this bloke's going to be coach of the year. Outstanding. How good is he? And all of a sudden everyone's taking the piss out of him. Oh, yeah. It's a cruel game. <laughs> it is a cruel game. But... Morning glory tomorrow. Final show tonight, boys. So have, go well tonight. Ah, oh, yes. Can't wait. Yeah. Who's on the show? Yeah, big, Who's big on the show, Matthew? Tonight? Mate, we've got to put a win. Yep. Tonight we've got Wally on. Yep. Mr. Parramatta himself is yeah. going to join us. I don't believe what he says because he said, if you can't score there, You'll never no. score. And I've been out of Parramatta. You can just go down the road and score. It's not, yeah, no. You're the king of scoring. It's not, very, it's not very hard. <laughs> oh. yeah, very good, very good. Uh, we'll listen See tomorrow, Matty. Uh, good on you, mate. We'll chat soon. Good on you, boys. See you, lads. Bye. There he is. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.